So let's start with a little background here. When I was 13 years old, I received my first electric guitar, and I was extremely stoked and excited about it. I had discovered my love for music at a much earlier age, and at that time, my favorite band was Kiss. When I was growing up in the 70s and you idolize a band of real people who were the living and breathing embodiment of comic book heroes was pretty awesome for a seven-year-old. That plus Star Wars made for an awesome childhood. Anyway, to the topic at hand, Ace Fraley was the reason and inspiration for my wanting to learn to play guitar. I mean, come on, he had a guitar that smoked and he was from outer space. What more could you absolutely ask for? So Christmas came around and Santa gives me my first guitar and my first amp. Now, mind you, Ace played Gibson Les Pauls and Marshalls. What did I get for Christmas? A Fender Squire bullet strap with a telly headstock and noisy single coils plus a PV Bandit 65. Now let's fast forward several years and now I'm a father and a husband. I had joined the quote-unquote grown-up world and had anchored myself in the wonderful world of retail. I did this for many, many years, moving up the ranks and achieving management and bouncing to new companies to increase my salary. It wasn't glamorous and I wasn't going to find myself on the Sunset Strip as the world's most okay guitarist anytime soon, but my love for music was still extremely strong. Around 2001, I wound up moving to Georgia after a divorce and a rather difficult time. I was offered a management position for one of the largest craft store chains in the United States. So I packed up my life and set out on a new adventure. I hit 85 South and here we go. After five years, retail had just about done me in. Almost put me in an early grave. It was way past time for me to get out, so I found myself in a position where I actually could. My future wife at the time encouraged me to go do something I'd enjoy for a change, and she had watched the business just gnaw away at me and make me absolutely miserable. I was not fun to be around, and I was always, always angry. So I took her advice, and I took a chance, and since I love music and all things guitar, I applied for Guitar Center. The first interview was actually hilarious. The guy that hired me looked at me and said, Why Guitar Center? I was like, Why not? To which he responded that I had a really pretty resume. After the interview, I got the gig shortly thereafter. Now let me say this, the Guitar Center back then was absolutely nothing like the Guitar Center of today. We were a ragtag bunch of misfits from all walks of life. We all loved each other and all had the common love for the one thing that brought us there to begin with, and that was music. The store I was at for the longest time was dubbed the Black Pearl. It seemed fitting as we were always the underdogs for some reason. Anyway, that period of my life was the happiest of my working career. I made lifelong friendships, I got to dip my toes into the pool called the recording industry, and I got to meet several rock stars I was fond of. I'm not going to lie, it was absolutely awesome, and to this day, I still miss it. Sadly, though, all good things must come to an end, and due to a family emergency, I had to walk away from the job I absolutely loved and get back into retail management. Now, if you've watched any of our videos here, you should have a really good idea about how I feel about the retail industry. Needless to say, I'm not much of a fan these days. However, at this point in my life, I was bitter. I mean, really, really bitter. I had to give up a job that I loved to get back into the most thankless field of employment ever created. I was not happy and it showed. However, I did it for the better cash money. I sold out. Now, let's jump into the TARDIS for some time travel. The year, 2014. At this point, I was a store manager for a very large dollar store chain. I was at a horrible location. The customer base was mostly methed out of their minds and coming in and stealing everything they could grab. I mean, who steals from a dollar store? At this point, cracks were quite visible in my emotional state. I was not doing well. Also, at this point in time, I was consuming far more adult beverages than I should have been. I was an absolute mess. So one night, three sheets to the wind, I'm perusing Indeed.com to see if there's anywhere hiring so I could escape. Then I saw it. The ad said, retail manager wanted. And I thought, hey, I'm one of those. It was Gibson Guitars. I was like, holy shit, what is this? They were hiring for a location manager at their Gibson Guitar Showcase in Memphis, Tennessee. So in my vodka-induced haze, without thinking about it and without having a plan, I said, what the hell, and applied. 
This was in June of 2014, mind you, and honestly, a week later, I basically had forgot about it. A few weeks go by, and I'm in the kitchen cooking dinner, and I see a call come in from Tennessee. I figured it was a phone scam or such, so I just ignored it and let it ring away. Then my phone notified me I had a voicemail. I'm still cooking, and I listen to the voicemail, and my jaw dropped. It was a lady from the HR department of Gibson. This is where the bizarre really, really starts. Looking back at my emails for this, the first actual correspondence with Gibson started on August 13th of 2014. This started the most drawn-out courtship in the history of business. This thing was absolutely unreal. I was sent the job application, background check forms, and instructions to take an online assessment. We were off to the races at that point. I submitted everything in record time and awaited the next steps. I waited, waited, and waited. All of a sudden, it was crickets. There was no contact, no anything. Every day I went to check the mail, I expected that wonderful, thanks for your interest, but we have decided to pursue other candidates letter. Yet that never came. Then almost a month later, Gibson makes contact again for the quote-unquote next steps. Okay, so I jumped through those hoops, then the same result. All of a sudden, crickets. No contact. No nothing. This unfortunately became the usual pattern for this process. Complete a task and maybe a month later you might hear from someone. One moment I'd given up completely and figured it wasn't happening and then boom, nope, I'd get a phone call telling me I'm still in the running. While all of this was going on, I was getting more and more foul dealing with the job I currently had. I was absolutely miserable and rather than find an alternate escape, I kept holding out for the Gibson job. Finally, after a very long process, I interviewed via Skype with the guy I'd be replacing. Super awesome dude and we've stayed in contact ever since. Progress, it seems, was finally being made. Now, I need to add that at this point in time, Gibson was under the leadership of Henry J. And by all accounts, he about tanked Gibson. I was told stories about how obsessed he was with Apple and their Apple stores. And they had a vision for the store I'd be getting to be modeled after that. I mean, this is a guitar company. Why are you wanting to be like an Apple store? I thought, oh God, was a Gibson phone on the horizon? You may laugh at that, but at the time with him and the company, anything was possible. Remember the Les Paul studio monitors? Exactly. Fast forward to January of 2015. Yes, I said 2015. This whole escapade started in earnest in August of 2014. We are now at the six-month mark in this fiasco. But wait, it gets better. In January, contact was more frequent. I was sent pictures of the store. We were talking about staffing and other pertinent things regarding position. I felt good about it at this point. I thought, surely this is about over. I had no clue what was coming. Sometime in January, human resources from Gibson contacted me and gave me the news that I was their guy. I was who they wanted to take the job. I was absolutely over the moon excited. I was like, hot damn boys, I'm going to work for Gibson Guitars. Remember what brought me to this dance to begin with? Ace and his smoking Les Paul. The HR lady told me they were getting my compensation package ready and were going to submit it to the higher ups. I assume Henry J was somehow involved in that as well. They told me once that was approved, they'd be in touch with me about a start date, pay, etc. The lady from HR congratulated me and said she'd talk to me soon. I was beyond excited, folks. I thought to myself, I get to leave the hellhole of a job I was in and actually work somewhere that I actually have a passion for. At that point, I started scoping out places around Memphis to live. I let my parents know I got the gig. It was crazy. I contemplated turning in my notice on my other job, but since I knew how this process operated, I figured I better wait because it could be weeks or months before I received the follow-up call. So once again, crickets, radio silence, no emails, not a peep. Then it happened. It was February 19th of 2015. Seven months since this all started. Today, I will never forget. It was around 11 a.m. snowing, if I recall correctly. All of a sudden, my phone rings. It's Gibson. Here we go, I thought. This should be the official call. I literally was shaking as I let the phone ring a few times. I was ready for this. Let's go. I answer, and what happened next was unreal and totally unexpected. 
The lady from Human Resources informed me that Henry J. decided not to fill the position and that we were no longer moving forward. She apologized and said she didn't know why, but assured me my information would be kept on file if something changed. I humbly replied, thank you for letting me know, and we ended the call. I was absolutely heartbroken. I think I had a panic attack as well, and it literally felt like I was kicked in the stomach. I told my wife, and she saw the look on my face. It was a bad, bad scene. I wasted seven solid months of my life jumping through the most ridiculous set of hoops you could imagine. I stressed over that process every single day, every single week, every single month. The level of depression that sat in afterwards cannot even be fully described. I think that I was at my lowest point in the months that followed. I was not in a good place mentally for a very long time after this fiasco concluded. However, I eventually snapped out of it, although it took me about as long to do that as it did to start and finish the process with Gibson to begin with. It's an experience I will never forget, and yes, I'm still kind of bitter over it, wouldn't you be? Seven months. Seven damn months. Who invests seven months into someone only to say no thanks? Well, from August of 2014 to February of 2015, Gibson did just that. So that's who. And that, my friends, is how I finally got my dream job, but didn't.